0: I'm one of those hot mess moments that couldn't get a straight answer from any doctor about my thyroid. All my labs were normal and I was sick and tired of getting nowhere with every visit. My neighbor told me to try functional medicine, so I found Dr. Kylie. Best decision ever. She transformed my normal labs into answers and a personalized supplement plan. It was less than a month in when I already noticed how I felt generally better. My digestive problems were resolving, joint pains were not requiring ibuprofen for survival and my energy. Even my kids and husband have noticed. If you're thinking about reaching out to her, do it. You're not only going to start saving money, but you'll get your life back too. Erin, the best place to start is by coming to join one of the six-week programs that's right for you. We begin October 4th. Come join us and I'll see you on the inside. Learn all the details and get in at drkylieburton.com. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. Today's topic, glutathione and N-acetylcysteine. Why these two specifically? Well, let me tell you, as a practitioner and functional medicine expert, when we try to go to trainings and learn about functional medicine and, and the ways of the root cause world, depending on what seminar we go to depends on what type of topic is going to get pushed for example and in most scenarios most of our training is performed by supplement companies it's just a flaw in the industry one supplement company is going to push parasites another one's going to push some dna testing and and uh bugs in the gut probiotics and the works inside the gut but this one seminar Supplement company, whoever, whatever you want to call them, they're they're usually both pushes glutathione, and I wanted to look into glutathione and see, you know, what's the what's the big deal about this stuff? Mark Hyman turned glutathione, the mother of all antioxidants. Glutathione is one of the most hottest topics, as there are over hundred and thirty nine thousand peer reviewed scientific articles based upon. Glutathione. These correlate glutathione with premature aging, infections, chronic stress, injuries, environmental toxins, so-called health foods, genetically modified foods, artificial sweeteners, overuse of antibiotics, and radiation therapy that is easily prescribed to cancer patients. What is glutathione? Well, as Mark Hyman said, it's the most powerful antioxidant in the body. But specifically, glutathione is what they call a peptide. That's a combination of amino acids. So it's basically a protein, only a smaller version form of protein. That's even a thing. I don't know because proteins are amino acids. Amino acids are the building blocks of proteins. There you go. Glutathione or otherwise known as GSH. So if I ever say GSH, you know I'm talking about glutathione. It is used by every single cell in the body. Some people believe it is a predictor of how long we will live. Dr. Gustavo Bonas, I think is how you say his name, is a retired professor at McGill University in Montreal. He says glutathione is the body's most important antioxidant because it's within the cell. It's inside the cell. Hmm, I didn't even know that. See the things you learn, things I learned while doing this. Glutathione is essential to maintain a healthy immune system, but it's technically not an essential nutrient. Like we think of there are essential amino acids, there are 20 of them. If I remember from my bachelor's degree days, this is not one of them. However, based off of how our body uses them, probably should be termed essential. It's just, can our body make it without food? And that's the big difference. Essential to the nutrition world means that you have to take it from food or from supplements. Your body doesn't create this. So in that case, if if glutathione is not an essential nutrient, that means our body can create it. And one of the ways that it can create it and produce more is from what I've been told and understand is coffee enemas, just I'm not willing to do that. So I don't make my patients do that if I'm not willing to do it. So those of you who do, props to you. Glutathione, some of its jobs are to, let's see here. Okay, let me make sense of this. Glutathione combines with drugs so that they are digested. It is a helper for some important enzymes, including glutathione peroxidase, which protects yourselves from bad guys known as free radicals. Those free radicals create oxidative damage, which means our cells are suffering. Glutathione is involved in protein rearrangement. It reduces peroxides, also known as bleaching agents, that are harmful to the body. It is a vital component for inflammatory and hypersensitivity reactions. Glutathione helps the liver detox fat before bile is exited out of the gallbladder. So before the bile gets to the liver from the gallbladder, glutathione helps the liver process it. Just a few things to name. Glutathione injections are sometimes given for cases of male infertility, which I'm going to get to on another episode. Some of the health benefits of glutathione include it plays a crucial role in immune function, It promotes T cell function, which is part of the immune system. It prevents drug resistance or helps to prevent it, I should say, protects ourselves and our cells from environmental toxins, and it discourages cancer progression. That's interesting to me. So, with cancer therapy, should glutathione be included in the form of injections? No, in the cancer episode, I talked about the GERS on therapy and how coffee enemas are such a big deal in that therapy treatment with cancer and it could be unlocking the body's glutathione reserves so rather than just taking glutathione can you get it in other supplements and this is where glutathione and nac you can't talk about one without talking about the other but before we dive into these supplements here are some good combinations to take with, if you're taking glutathione supplement, these ones go well together with it. Milk thistle, whey protein, sulfur foods, NAC, alpha lipoic acid, methylation nutrients like vitamins B, the B vitamins or better yet, just take the supplement called Morse, M-O-R-S, vitamins C and E, and a great food if you're willing to take it. Is beef liver why? Because you're taking liver, you're probably getting all the stuff the liver has in it, which is a lot of glutathione. Okay, what if glutathione could help your body fight off viruses like COVID, like Epstein Barr virus that we talk so much of, especially when you're coming from a, a chronic fatigue standpoint? Whether it's and whatever you want to call the virus, it doesn't matter, it's just a virus. There was a study. Several studies, actually, but they're just, you know, on the hush, hush down low, because if you have a treatment for a virus, you cannot perform a vaccine. Part of the vaccine rules, you cannot create a vaccine if there is some type of treatment. So if there was a treatment found for COVID-19, which maybe I'll get into because signs are there were and they were shut down quite quickly or not made accessible, but in the regards of COVID-19 and glutathione, and let's just say any type of virus. You all know I talk about viruses so often because they they wreak havoc on our body. In fact, yesterday I was on a call with a gentleman, 39 years old, and about five years ago, he got hit by a bus, basically. Something happened to him. And he just has never been named the same, has never been able to recover. He's tried a whole bunch of stuff, as usual. He's tried everything under the sun and ended up with me reading his labs. And based off what happened five years ago, I would imagine the bus he got hit by was Epstein-Barr virus. Very common. And when you have Epstein-Barr virus at any point, in order to get a positive test, it has to be so active that the test will actually come back positive. Usually it's like low active level and I can determine that inside a monocyte count. That's, you know, eight, nine, 10. When it gets 11, 12, 13, now it's like, hmm, if you were to go get tested, you'd probably come back positive. And surprisingly, when I have recommended that or joked around with it, I should say, with clients as I'm reading their labs, they go get tested and they come back and they laugh because I was right. It's positive. When you get a positive Epstein-Barr virus test, it is very active, so much so that in his case, he said at work, he can lay his jacket down on the cement floor and fall asleep. In another case, multiple grandkids under the age of seven years old can run around all in the same room, and he can fall asleep on the couch. This is what viruses do. And with His scenario that I was talking to yesterday and presenting him with his answers, healing and hope from his normal labs. Yes, it was a big viral component, but the virus has wrecked havoc over the last five years. And because it is a systemic problem, it tackles all systems, all organs, all glands, all cells. So he has a lot of heart issues at 39 years of age. But most importantly, He used to ride the bike and he would go cycling for, he would say 50, 70, even 200 miles a week in Colorado. That was his thing. That's what he loved. He could tell that if he would just go for like a 20 minute soft bike ride and would put him out for a couple of days, there was something wrong and no one's been able to figure it out. He's had a couple of people say viral component. They've taken a homeopathic for virus, but ultimately You got to take care of the virus, yes. And when I say take care of the virus, there's no way to just kill it. Viruses, you can't kill viruses, they replicate, right? The goal is to make them dormant, to make them not effective. So when you see a low active virus, when your monocyte count is above seven, anywhere between seven and 10, and then when you see a high active virus, where it's 11 or more, or even a lymphocyte count, That's a virus fighter too. That lymphocyte count, you want to have it below 30%. If it's above 30%, you've got some type of virus active at some level. I've seen it as high as in the 60s, and I've seen it as low as like 13. Now, if you want all of the details about how to read the labs, I will be sharing them inside the new private podcast podcast inside the membership. So go join us, become a member, get access to the podcast, and we will take a deep dive into all of our normal lab panels. So next time your doctor goes to hand you normal labs, you can smile and say, thank you. And then understand that your normal labs are normal. And that's a good thing. You don't want them to be normal. I promise. They just might not be ideal. And there's a big difference. So I will teach you that in a very simple way. Come join us inside the side of the membership. You'll get access to that private podcast launching, I'm hoping, in September, where we will go through all the details, <laughs> putting the power in your hands. Go check it out at drkileyburton.com backslash healing-beyond-the-diagnosis. dash dash You can get all the details. There's a whole lot more, plus our live calls and that private podcast you definitely don't want to miss. How to read your normal labs in the power of your hands. No, you don't need a medical background to do it. Anybody can do it as long as you can see the numbers and pick out a few patterns. And the way I teach it is just like this it's simple. If it's less than 30%, great. If it's above 30%, we've got some type of virus that we're having to conquer. Tackle the virus, keep it dormant with Vivi. Vivi is a supplement I love to use. And then you got to go and clean up the mess, and that's a big piece of the puzzle that's not fixed. When I see patients like his scenario, yes, he did a, an anti-Ebstein Barr virus, basically homeopathic, but there's so much more to the viruses, and there's so much more to that destruction that they can cause. So, along with Vivi, I'm thinking glutathione might be my next addition to this antiviral type treatment stuff, and to be sure. To keep these viruses at bay, we're going to use glutathione. Here's what the research said. Now, this was based off of a couple different scenarios of people who had COVID. They were trying to see what caused a 33 year old woman to develop a fever of 100 degrees, mild muscle aches eight days after she contracted it, and then symptoms were just gone within six days after treatment. A different patient, 47 year old woman, developed a 99 degree fever, mild fatigue 10 days after she was exposed and her symptoms resolved without treatment four days later. What's the difference between woman number one, 33 years of age, woman number two, 47 years of age, woman number three is 44 years old who developed severe COVID symptoms four days after coming into contact. Her fever ranged between 99 and 101. Her voice was about gone. She developed a dry cough, which I am still fighting, if you haven't noticed. I just got my lung supplement today, that little shortness of breath, significant muscle aches, and fatigue. Pneumonia was confirmed by radiography. 24 days after her symptoms began, this study was published. They had still not resolved. So here's three different women. A fourth woman was involved in this study. She was 56, developed COVID symptoms a week after exposure, Her fever peaked at 102 degrees. She developed a severe dry cough, difficulty breathing, and elevated heart rate. Lung x-rays confirmed pneumonia. Her symptoms lasted 16 days, but she eventually fully recovered. So they're trying to figure out what was the difference in these four women. Is there a difference? Is there a correlation? Is there some type of antiviral ingredient that we already have in our bodies? where one immune system is stronger than another immune system. And they link that ingredient to glutathione. Before becoming ill, the two women who had developed pneumonia had tested with very low levels of glutathione and very high levels of damaging free radicals. So the proportion or the ratio between glutathione, the good guys, and the free radicals, the bad guys, was very poor in those women who had pneumonia. Glutathione at high levels helped protect them where it was low. So they're thinking, is there a possible correlation? High glutathione can help protect against viruses. The study suggests that the virus cannot actively replicate at higher levels of cellular glutathione. And therefore, milder clinical symptoms are observed with lower viral loads. You know, I never get glutathione markers inside, you know, regular regular labs. It's not something that they typically take. I don't even know if you could take it. I should find out whether it's just on a regular blood panel or you got to get some type of functional medicine lab test for it. But I would be curious to see if there was a correlation between the glutathione status and the viral status inside an individual because you can determine the viral status as I just told you, monocytes, lymphocytes. But the glutathione status, that would be, I would be curious to see the correlation there in all the labs that I've seen. I've just never seen a glutathione included in those things. But according to this research study, they found that lower viral loads were found with higher glutathione statuses. Now, these are only four cases, but it begs to differ or begs the question, is there a recent, is there a correlation? More studies have shown association between glutathione levels and chronic illnesses like obesity, cardiovascular disease, AIDS, cystic and pulmonary fibrosis, respiratory disease, cancer, mental illnesses like schizophrenia, and depression. Autopsies have revealed that glutathione is depleted in the brains of patients with Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. A review of medical literature in which they took all research articles from 1980 to 2016, anything on oxidative stress and glutathione in relationship to the ear, nose, and throat, any of those conditions, like rhinitis, allergic rhinitis, chronic rhinosinusitis, with or without polyps, chronic earaches, tonsillitis, Meniere's disease, laryngeal conditions, and chronic cough, are these associated with oxidative stress and or decreased glutathione and they came out and discovered yes there is a high correlation between ear nose and throat conditions and low glutathione statuses research also found that healthy elderly women have higher blood serum levels of glutathione than those with chronic illnesses though glutathione is generally highest in the young healthy populations and naturally declines with age. Hmm. The more I learn about glutathione, the more I'm thinking it needs to be added with my antiviral protocols, but also is it something like vitamin D that we should be taking almost regularly? The mother of all antioxidants. Why? Glutathione's chief job is taking free radicals, the bad guys, and getting them out of the body through exercise and detoxing like sweating glutathione like our mitochondria another episode on mitochondria coming soon mitochondria are the powerhouses of our cells but the energy belt for those mitochondria is glutathione glutathione is continuously mopping up disease causing free radicals that generate this energy production Glutathione is unique because it is only it is the only antioxidant found within every single cell in our body as we previously noted inside every single cell that's so cool unlike other antioxidants like vitamin C and E those have to be neutralized by a free radical it pairs with other molecules to neutralize itself so glutathione makes friends with a glutathione molecule makes friends with another glutathione molecule and they're able to do its job efficiently, whereas vitamin C and E, those type of antioxidants that we think of when like our airborne and immune supports have to bind to a free radical, the bad guys, to do its job. And this is all happening within the cells naturally. As I'm sitting here, it's all happening. My body's doing it all. It's crazy. It's an amazing thing. We don't give it enough credit for what it's actually doing. You know, we're always talking about illness and how do we make it better? And how do we, you know, overcome things when in reality, our body's incredible. And the more we learn about it, the more I think we should be giving it applause for all that it does while we sit here and while we think and while we work and while we listen to the podcast in the car, and while we take care of our kids, our body is constantly doing these things and we're not even aware of them. Just does it on its own. A radiologist from North Dakota his name was Edward Fogarty, calls death a glutathione deficiency syndrome. Interesting. Glutathione can bend DNA to repair it. It's a master detoxifier. So when you think, this is what he says in his words, when you're thinking about the human cell as a symphony, the production is energy, oxygen is the conductor, and the baton of the conductor is glutathione. When there's a lot more glutathione in the cell, you actually higher energy. The more energy you have, the less susceptibility you have at the cellular level. That is why all cells on the planet need glutathione. And the vital key aminos of life are those that form glutathione. So he's calling death a glutathione deficiency when all cells run out of glutathione. This is how powerful this stuff is, I guess. Who knew until I started researching it? Okay, as we're finishing up here on glutathione, when we compare glutathione and NAC, the two of them go hand in hand. So why NAC? N-acetylcysteine is what that stands for. NAC is an amino acid that helps the body create and use antioxidants. Antioxidants. It is used for increasing levels of the antioxidant called glutathione. There you have it. NAC is the ingredient your body needs to make glutathione, which is why the two of them often are talked about hand in hand. Taking NAC has some benefits. One of them, besides helping form glutathione, is helping support pregnancy outcomes. There has been a research article published in the women's health reviews that tied or linked NAC and glutathione statuses with preterm miscarriages. NAC, the ingredient that produces helps your body make glutathione. So the two of them together, they help protect the liver and the kidneys, mood stabilizing effect. They can defend against metabolic disorders, it can even possibly help stop cancer development. So maybe when we're taking glutathione, we should take NAC at the same time. I would be curious to see if if the glutathione supplements that are out there on the market include NAC naturally. Um, the systemic version of glutathione is g sale I don't have one right here next to me to grab it, but I would imagine uh, Dr. Shane Morris is smart enough. He's added NAC included in that. So, There are some possible side effects of taking NAC, just so you should be aware. They could include mouth ulcers, nausea, and acid reflux. It's the same anti-inflammatory properties, however, that have sparked interest in helping prevent addiction, schizophrenia, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's. With NAD, NAD and glutathione have antiviral effects, including the flu virus. Anti-inflammatory effects, a study in 2018 showed that they helped fight off pneumonia with patients who were on ventilators. They were giving them NAC and, and glutathione. The rate of recovery was significantly higher in the group who was taking those two supplements. There are correlations between COVID and overcoming COVID symptoms and how severe they get based off of your status of glutathione and NAC. Can we, last but not least, as we're discussing glutathione and NAC here, can we boost our glutathione levels naturally? Because of its critical role in our bodies, high levels of glutathione are linked to the youth and vitality of our cells. Smoking, drinking alcohol, bad diets, exposure to environmental pollutants, lack of sleep and stress all eat up our glutathione status. What's... Even better is when you hit the age of 30, your body's production of glutathione will typically start to drag, slow down. Dr. Sarah Myhill is a doctor in the UK. She says that she now uses glutathione routinely in many of her complicated cases and as people age. Oral glutathione, 250 milligrams of it is the standard dosage. Be sure to get the liposomal versions of it. NAC, the recommended daily dose is 600 milligrams twice daily. And I'm sure glutathione and NAC are included in many detox regimens. But there you have it. NAC and glutathione. They're pretty powerful. And I love the fact that they can be antiviral fighters. I'm going to start adding those in and seeing just how quickly people can recover From low grade active viruses, as seen in their labs versus not. Like I said, systemic formulas version of it is G cell. That is their glutathione status. It is found within the prep body and brain phases as well for the liver detox kits. But try it and see. It is the most powerful antioxidant in the body. Antioxidants are good at fighting off the bad guys called free radicals and protecting our cells. I'm Dr. Kylie. Talk to you soon. October 4th. That's the day when you get to start boosting your energy, conquering PCOS, maybe even endometriosis, or kicking the autoimmune disease to the curb. Discover which program is right for you at drkellyburton.com. The six-week free-to-heal programs begin October 4th, and I would love to see you and help you change your health, change your relationships, change your life. I'll see you on the inside.